You're listening to Love and War with David Harwood. This is a weekly podcast where David offers spiritual insights that are aimed to enhance your relationship with God, yourself, and others. If you are edified by what you hear, please recommend this podcast to people you love. Now, here's David. Day 29, Eternal Life and Clay Vessels. We do not know the full extent of the salvation we experience if we were filled beyond measure with the Spirit and were the subject of numerous angelic visitations we would still only know in part. 1 Corinthians 13, 9. Obviously, some things are difficult to fully fathom. In fact, there are things revealed to us by the Spirit into which angels long to look. 1 Peter 1, 12. Although, as of yet, the full comprehension of eternal matters are not ours, the sense of them can be communicated. Here's an analogy. Toddlers may experience their parents' love and gradually learn to rely upon that love, but those two-year-olds could not possibly imagine the depth of their parents' devotion. Still, the child can get a sense of it, they can experience it. It is that way with God's love and our relationship to the God who loves us. Eternal Life An important identity matter is that you are a person who knows the God who loves you. That is eternal life. Meditate on this. You have eternal life. That is quite a statement. What a brilliant aspect of a godly inner narrative. So there would be no misunderstanding. Jesus defined eternal life. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus the Messiah, whom you have sent. John 17, 3. Eternal life produces a holy immortality. Immortality in and of itself is like being indestructible forever. Eternal life is different than eternal existence. Eternal life is a relationship with the eternal immortal God. A consequence of that is immortality. There is no such thing as eternal life outside of a relationship with the eternal God. Is immortality a goal worth pursuing? Yes, as long as it is a consequence of eternal relationship. Paul wrote to the Roman house churches encouraging this pursuit. Romans 2, 5c-7. God, who will render to each person according to his deeds, to those who by perseverance in doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. Paul pursued eternal life. He confided his high goal. He wrote, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. Notice, 
Paul was not presenting himself as being without any personal interests. He was concerned about his eternal destiny. You are totally within the bounds of legitimate concern if you want to live forever in a relationship with God. Your Father wants you to be in a relationship with Him forever. We know that Jesus defined everlasting life as the result of God's saving act. Although familiar, it does not get any better than this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Having believed, you passed from death to life. This happened through the establishing of a relationship with your Creator. The type of relationship you have is described in unity language. An identity matter that is relevant to your inner narrative is this, you are united to the Lord. Helping us get the sense of this is the point of several biblical metaphors. For instance, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches, John 15:5a. A branch derives its life from the vine from which it grows. Paul put it plainly. He wrote that the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6.17 I rarely use the word sublime, but this really is sublime. Our being brought into some sort of organic unity with the Lord is a reality reinforced by the Messiah. It is important to stress that this is not a non-personal unity, as if some sort of immortality serum was mysteriously injected into your soul. This is a face-to-face -face unity. It is likened to that of a wife towards her husband. Ephesians 3, 5, 31-32 from the Tree of Life version. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am talking about Messiah and his community. Language is limited. Paul gave it his best shot in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with the Messiah, and it is no longer I who live, but the Messiah lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Deliberately, consciously, add this to your inner narrative. You have eternal life. You are united to the Messiah. This is sublime. From the sublime to the tragicomic. The Holy Spirit himself testifies to our relationship with God. Romans 8:16 The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And then there's what we live with every day that has a different type of witness. Clay vessels. Let's recall that we are made of dust and described as clay. In and of itself, clay is not all that impressive. You are clay, but you are chosen clay created to contain treasure, God himself. The ultimately valuable has hidden himself in everyday earthenware. 2 Corinthians 4, 7.
but we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. Most are aware every day of being common clay. We are vulnerable and weak. Morally, relationally, physically, and spiritually, we do not accurately reflect the pristine glory of the imperishable Holy God. Still, we are instructed to embrace biblically revealed realities that help form a godly inner narrative. This requires a righteous retraining and a realistic restraint in the midst of gratitude for what God has made us to be. True humility is a love of the truth. Part of the truth we must integrate into our souls is that we are flawed vessels who are going to be that way until the resurrection. We must deal with our emotions and self-evaluations in the midst of experiencing our shortcomings. It is understandable that at times we might be frustrated, even angry with ourselves. However, if this is deeply ingrained, we may need to go back to the beginning of these meditations. I would suggest that anyway. If you find that your inner narrative is extremely hateful or negative, you might consider going for counseling within the context of a discipling community. Yes, everything is not beautiful in its own way, but you are still beloved, chosen, and God's unique possession. You have a future that beggars accurate description because of our unfamiliarity with what being glorified is like. God loves you and because of his love for you, is patient with you. If he were not, and the Messiah's blood was not more than sufficient, there would be no human beings in God's kingdom apart from Jesus himself. We all fail in many ways, Romans 3.23. Look at what James wrote concerning our speech. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. James 3, 2. Let's isolate this, for we all stumble in many ways. Can I get a witness? You are not alone. We all blunder and often have to live with the consequences. Despite your stumbles, you are a significant representation of your Creator. You were created to be lovely to him. You are loved enough to provoke God's favor. You are so valuable to Father that he gave the only begotten one to die in your place at Calvary. And God deliberately dwells within you, even uniting you to himself so you might share his everlasting life. Your ultimate worth is revealed in the revelation of God's estimation. Meanwhile, don't expect too much from mere clay. With a clear conscience, we can say, I may be clay, but I have been chosen by God to be his vessel, and my dignity and worth is magnified through the treasure I contain. By the way, it may be helpful to cultivate a gentle sense of humor concerning your foibles. Embrace these truths, meditate upon them, apply them to yourself, be grateful. As you do, you will give God's presence pleasure. Remember, your inner demeanor is to be deliberately kind, 
helpful, compassionate, and favorable towards yourself. Here's a quick review. You are chosen to be God's child. You are chosen to be the Messiah Jesus' sister or brother. You are chosen to be Jesus' friend. You are chosen to be God's home. You are chosen to receive God's spirit. And here are today's emphases. You are united to the Lord. You have an eternal relationship with the Father and the Messiah. You are like a clay jar that hides a treasure of inestimable worth. And sometimes the treasure shines through. Ask him for help. Abba, in the name of Jesus, may the words of my mouth and my heart's deepest thoughts give your presence pleasure. Cause my inner demeanor to be deliberately kind, helpful, compassionate, and favorable towards myself. Love and War is written and presented by David Harwood. Editing is by David and Sammy Avino, who is also the producer and technical advisor for the podcast. David is the pastor of Restoration Fellowship in Glencove, New York, and the author of the books God's True Love and For the Sake of the Fathers. To purchase copies of David's books, please go to loveofgodproject.org. The theme song for this podcast is Skirmish, from the album Combustion which was written and performed by Leonard Jones. Additional episodes of Love and War can be downloaded on the Podbean app or through iTunes. For more information on Love and War, Restoration Fellowship, God's True Love, or For the Sake of the Fathers, visit us on restorationfellowshipny.com, loveofgodproject.org, book.forthesakeofthefathers.com, or you can follow us on Facebook at Restoration Fellowship NY, Love of God Project, Love and War DH, and For the Sake of the Fathers. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email David at loveandwar underscore dh at yahoo.com. As always, please remember to share Love and War and support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes and Podbean.